Casey. This is the 77 WABC minicast. And I am so happy to hear that somebody has been arrested tied to that vile threat that happened on the public forum tied to Cornell University, basically saying that they wanted to slit the throats of Jewish students at the Jewish center there. I mean, it is so reprehensible and so disgusting some of the vile comments that were posted, and that just terrified students, so much so that the New York governor stepped in and they had the FBI and state police there. But thank goodness, it looks like they have cracked down. But they need to do more because these examples are happening in so many college campuses across this country where students are just openly speaking anti-Semitically and pro-Hamas. I mean, some of these people are out there. It is shocking to me. I mean, when I was in college, we never would have thought for, a, you know, a, a second to go out there and say, hey, pro Hamas. What has happened to college campuses that they have become so downright anti-Semitic, so unrepentant, so unsympathetic, uh, so ignorant? There are so many words I could use to describe them. And this is what Congressman Mike Lawler had to say earlier today about what he's seeing in academia today. Take a listen. This is cut number 17. This is out of control. You have uh, folks who are clearly ignorant uh, of the situation in the Middle East, uh, chanting from the river to the sea, uh, Palestine will be free. Uh, I mean, look, Israel has a right to exist. They have a right to defend themselves. The Jewish people have a right to practice their faith. Uh, and what is happening in college, uh, on college campuses across this country uh, in, in, in response to Hamas's vile, disgusting, barbaric terrorist attack uh, on Israel, the slaughtering of women, children, babies, uh, it, it's disturbing, it's disgusting. Uh, and these ignorant students that we have on these college campuses in America uh, need to need to wake up uh, and realize uh, what is actually happening mm. in the world. I 1000 percent agree. And they need to be held accountable. The problem is we're also seeing it from some of their leaders. I mean, that's the shocking part. Some of these teachers are getting in. And there were 100 teachers at Columbia University who signed on to a letter that said uh, that basically, guess what? Uh, Hamas was right and Israel was wrong. It was a, a praising Hamas letter because students who had done that had been condemned. And these teachers said, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, what do you mean? How could we go after these poor little sweet students who are praising Hamas? And then they all signed on to this letter, about a hundred of them. I mean, I feel like maybe I'm living in a different world uh, because I couldn't find a hundred friends. I couldn't find one friend who'd signed on to that letter, pro-Hamas. Uh, they wouldn't be my friend anymore, that's for sure. But these suddenly they had over a hundred people there. And this comes where there are so many threats against Jewish students and Jewish citizens I mean, this is a really, really scary time. And I think even more frightening in the middle of all this, the U.N., which is the agency that is set, of course, to be the arbiter of peace in the world. I couldn't believe this when I heard this today. My jaw dropped because 
every cycle, they have a new person who is head of the Human Rights Forum at the U.N., and it rotates. It's a rotating seat. And I feel like somebody there must have a really good sense of humor at the U.N., because when all this stuff was happening with Libya, um, with Gaddafi and all the uh, attacks that were happening and everything else, guess what, Libya? It was their turn to be on the human rights chair. Uh, China's been on it. Yeah, boy, they're the beacon of human rights. And Russia's been on it. So guess whose turn it is starting this Thursday? Iran. Iran is going to be heading the human rights chair. It's the forum there at the UN. You can't make it up. I actually thought it was like a joke, like out of the Babylon Bee or anything. But no, it is reality at the UN. And the U.N. has time and time again not stood, I think, recently on the right side of history. They recently did a resolution where they come out, and this is to condemn Hamas. You would think it would be every single state there to zero. I mean, who wouldn't uh, there in their right mind, hey, who's going to condemn Hamas? Guess what? It was 120 countries would not condemn Hamas. One, two, zero. Wouldn't condemn Hamas. Uh, 14 or 13 of the other countries stood up. I'm happy U.S. did condemn Hamas. Obviously, Israel condemned Hamas. But where are the other countries in the world? What is wrong with these people? Many of the people abstained because they're afraid. Many of them, I guess, think what Hamas did wasn't so bad. And boy, is that troubling. Because we got a much bigger problem than what's going on in the colleges. We got a problem at the UN in UN leadership. It was created after World War II to be the peacemaker in the world and to be the one who stands up against good versus evil. And this is what we get. I mean, that is shocking. The body was established to never forget. And yet here we are, years, decades later. And they won't condemn Hamas. For some reason, they're having a really tough time condemning Hamas. And they're saying, until you basically demand the immediate release of hostages, and until ceasefire, and until, and until, and until, all these preconditions, how could we ever condemn Hamas? I mean, this to me is just the definition of insanity. And these are the arbiters in the world of world peace. So I look back at the history of the UN. And in this last year, they have passed 15 resolutions prior to this even, by the way, condemning Israel. And they just did another one recently. So let's make it 16. Of Russia, which clearly is brutalizing Ukraine, six, six, six they have done of what Russia has done. And one condemnation of Iran and Syria. You have got to be kidding me. This is our UN. And boy, are we in trouble. And can you imagine if you're Israel tonight, you are getting squeezed because they are getting hit from the north by Hezbollah. Apparently, a whole bunch of Hezbollah rockets have landed in Israel. They're fighting them off. Uh, There are attacks coming from the West Bank, so they're getting that direction. And then in Gaza, they, of course, continue to do rocket fire as Israel is pounding Gaza and trying to take out the terrorists and go after Hamas. So in the middle of all this, they're fighting that war. But Israel also is fighting this propaganda war, this political war that is happening. And just about 24 hours ago, this really powerful moment happened at the U.N., 
the current ambassador from Israel to the United Nations, Gilad Erdan, was at the U.N., and they were speaking about the fact that this condemnation of Iran uh, wasn't able to pass, which I shouldn't say I'm surprised because the U.N. has just become worthless. I think it's just shocking. So bad that uh, the Czech ambassador, which I'm really proud of, uh, Czechoslovakia, came out today and said, it is time to just pull out of the U.N. It's just so disgusting. It has become so, you know, anti-Israeli, anti-American interests, anti-freedom interests. Um, apparently, the head of the U.N. was mucking it up with the Iranian ambassador when he came on U.S. soil last week. Remember when he came to U.S. soil, came to the U.N., and he blasted America as the big Satan and Israel as the small Satan and said, America, if you dare defend Israel and if they don't stop banging, you know, uh, hitting all the targets in Gaza, well, we're coming for you which was such a nice message to say on American soil. And then afterwards, the head of the U.N., the uh, secretary general there, was mucking it up. Antonio Gutierrez, huggy kissy with the foreign minister of Iran. What did he say? Great speech? Bravo. I mean, this is unbelievable. You have no moral compass, U.N. You have lost any sense of respect or any sense of mission. And so the Israeli ambassador, Gilad Erdan, was talking about the fact that they couldn't pass a simple resolution condemning terrorists that rape and slaughter women and children. I mean, that's a pretty easy thing. What's spring like in Park City, Utah? Imagine waking up on a bluebird day to ski the greatest snow on earth at two world-class resorts, Park City Mountain and Deer Valley. Exploring miles of wide open spaces by snowshoe or cross-country skis. Wandering our historic Main Street with its opera ski scene and award-winning restaurants. When you love it like we love it, Park City, Utah will always be winter's favorite town. Join the experience at visitparkcity.com.